You're listening to the Manchester Vineyard Podcast. We'd love for you to join us. To discover more about who we are, where we meet, and how you can connect with us, head to manchestervineyard.org or follow the link in the podcast description. Guys, good morning. Good morning. I um, just send, I, you know when we were singing about the, the idols have got to fall, I'm like, some idols have got to fall this morning. Do you, don't know if you sense that. Maybe just in your lives. What is... What are the things that have been set up in your life that stand in the way of the fullness of God? I can't wait for ministry. <laughs> um, just another miracle I wanted to share this morning is um, Steve didn't mention car parking. Did anybody notice that? I kind of feel like I need to mention that on your behalf, Steve, that, that car parking is one of the best teams. Join it. Be part of it. I want to be part of it. I've heard Steve talk about it. I was like, Steve, you didn't mention car parking. But... Um, we, we're delighted uh, this morning. We uh, are part of a movement, a movement that longs to see churches planted. We've just been away for a few days uh, at a conference where they gathered some of the senior pastors who want to press into multiplication, some of the planters who have gone out in the last five years just to stir and encourage more things and gathered about 45 people who are exploring and considering what it might look like to plant a church. It was phenomenal. Honestly, it was some of the most powerful times I've been in in, in, in a larger setting for a long, long time. And uh, as a result of that, um, Hugh and Alison are over from Ireland. They were passing through Manchester Airport. We had the joy of taking them down and bringing them back. And I was like, oh, why are you here? Can, can, we, can we borrow you from, for Sunday? So, Alison, come and join me. Uh, Alicia had to pop out, so uh, Alison's here. Notice the deliberate mistake, Abby. It's all right, we got it. I've got you back. Um, Alison... Well, guys, thank you for joining us, firstly. Um, pleasure. This is going to be fun, let me tell you <laughs> that. Um, let's, can I just, well, give us a bit of the context. Where, where are you guys now leading? What's that, what does that look like? So, about two and a half years ago, this handsome man, who I'm married to for 30 years, uh, stepped out of a milking parlour and said, um, yeah, I think we're going to be planting a church. So anyway, it's a, that one's a very long story, so that's for another time. But yeah, no, we planted in uh, November 2019. We're from Mid-Antrim Vineyard in Ireland, and we send you huge hugs from Ireland. We have come with the fire of the Holy Spirit, and we're just so excited to be here. And can I very cheekily say, Please. you have the best leaders in the whole wide <laughs> yeah. world. I can get to say that. They can't really say that. Sweet, but honestly, Paul and Steph... Are coming. absolutely incredible what they mod- what they've modelled to us personally as new church planters, and what we can see in this community and sense of the Lord already. They are stunning. So unashamedly, I'm just going to say to you, pour out all your love on these guys because they need your prayers and they need your love. Oh, yes, you. just embarrass them with your your love. Yeah. Uh, well, as ever, I, I yeah, we take your encouragement. Thank you. But... To God be the glory. Yeah, but you need, you need yeah, that's kind. Uh, let me let me let, so so this this is the context. You guys, it's a farming background. Yes. You live on a farm. You work on a farm. Yeah. Hugh's milking some cows, and he comes out and he says, "The Lord has told me we're going to plant a church." Yeah, I sent him back into the milking parlour to see if he said anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I was just baking. We have a coffee shop on the farm. We have four beautiful daughters, and they're all getting a bit grown up now, but we just had to kind of diversify. I used to teach piano, and we set that down to invest in them. And so I'm out baking, 7 a.m. Hugh comes into the milking parlor and says, I I feel God has spoken. You should be saying this. Within five years, we'll be planting a church. And 
<laughs> so that was a real wrestling in my heart. I thought, oh my goodness. And the funny thing is, I had already been involved in vineyard leader training. I'd felt God take me on this journey, but I love to learn. I'm a reader and I love to study. And and I'd been then on a course doing theology, two years of that, but it was only ever for leading small group yeah. in my mind and heart. And it changed dramatically at the start of 2019 in ways that, gosh, when God is seeking you out for a purpose, just just say yes, because it's just, when he has his finger on you, just get your confidence up and just trust him. Just go with it because it's the adventure of a lifetime. Yeah, it is. And, and we yeah. want to we, well, we celebrate what we want to reproduce because we're, mm-hmm. we're on a journey as a community of hoping to see uh, sites planted across this city, but also we want to plant churches further afield as well. Yeah. We want to see where that's the movement we're part of. That's what we're believing for. Just give us a snapshot. So you guys, at this at that moment, you were part of the Causeway Coast Vineyard. Yeah. What did that look like? What were you guys involved in? What was some of the stuff that you were... Um, yeah. Yeah, well, we were... Well, we, we, they're a tremendous church family. We're so grateful to them. We, we ran small groups for, what, maybe 10 years? We did a lot of small... We just love the family, small group, small yeah. community, faith community environment, and that was just our sweet spot. And But we weren't involved in church leadership or in staff or any of those things. We were just loving being part of the community, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, I, I think you said, let's, just so people can get the geography, you, you, the farm is what, tw- did you say 20 minutes, 30 minutes? About 30 minutes drive away. 30 minutes yeah. from Causeway Coast Vineyard, yes. which I think is fascinating because um, Christians travel, non-Christians don't. They need a local expression of the faith mm. community in their community, mm. don't they? So I just want to say that quite intentionally for us. Mm. I know a number of you travel quite a way. Actually, if we're going to reach the lost, we have to start planting around don't we and, and stirring it up so so Hugh's Hugh's saying he's, he's heard milking the cows uh, and there's there's is it fair to say a slight degree of resistance oh a large okay. degree of resistance <laughs> I thought does he know what he's just said but he was he was just he'd heard the word and he was just solid on it. he was just resting on it and I was like oh my goodness um and it began, it was January 2019 when I'd just finished the theology. I mean, God's timing. And um, actually, I haven't told you this, but there was a, um, my lecture from, uh, it was WTC that are yeah. now involved with the whole Vineyard um, Leadership Programme. And it was a lecture. He was phenomenal, a phenomenal theologian, also um, very much uh, walking out in his faith, playing, sitting with the poor, ministering in power. And he said, so what do you do? Ask me the same question, actually. What do you do? Uh, and what do you do? And I said, well, you know, we've got a small group. And what do you do in your coffee shop? Well, you know, we bake and stuff. But also it's a place of ministry. We yeah. pray. We pray for people and we share our faith. And he said, it sounds like a pastor to me. And I went... <laughs> No, 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 no. I just, he says, well, what do you do? And he kept asking me, so what do you do? I said, well, we, we, you know, we do that. We pray, you know, and, and, and I said, well, it sounds like a pastor to me. I'm like, no, I really have to correct you here. But he planted a seed, you know, one of those like, oh, it won't get, go away kind of seed. And I thought, oh no, what have you heard, right? And it just, <laughs> and there was just that unsettling in my heart. And I went back to the community that we love on Causeway Coast. And it was like we couldn't sit and nothing had changed and people hadn't changed. I'm like, why am I unsettled? We yeah. went and spoke to Andy Masters and he said, that's the first sign of church planting. Yeah, that's right. 
I am. <laughs> that was not the answer I was expecting yeah, to hear. Yeah, yeah. So I told God it was a bad time. Yeah. I tried that. That didn't work either. <laughs> I kept. I got letters in the post office, and I think it's a really good time for you. It's a real. This is your best time. This is a great time. And I left Molly off to do my eldest daughter at Belfast to do her final year exams at Queens, and I turned around to pick up my jacket in a coffee shop and big 3D lettering. This like, now is a good time. I thought, oh Lord, you still write on walls. <laughs> What is that? <sighs> but I still didn't give him my yes. I know you think, honestly. Um, and then we were, um, there was one morning I'd had coffee with um, one of the women's group leaders in uh, Causeway Coast. She said, I want to meet you. You've been on my heart. And we went and met for coffee. And eventually, after an hour of chatting, I said, really, why are we, what's in your heart? She said, no, I just really think there's something you need to share. And so I began to share about we feel unsettled, but we feel bad that we feel unsettled and we don't, you know. And she said, well, tell me why. And I, I told her what I feel God is maybe call, calling us to church plan. <laughs> That's it, whisper quiet. it. That'll be fine. <laughs> and uh, she said, well, you should totally tell Neil and Janet about this. And I went, no, no, it's not a good time, Tori. It's a really bad time. And I tried to convince her and I just, I, you know when you know. Uh, but anyway, I drove home 15 minutes away I drove into our yard, where the coffee shop is. My eldest daughter comes out of the coffee shop and said, Mommy, come quick. There's a pastor from the persecuted church in Korea, and he's giving Daddy a prophetic word. That's not normal. <laughs> I don't know what your lives look like in Manchester, but in Glaryford, we don't often get pastors from the persecuted church in Korea giving prophetic words. The same day that I'm talking about, no, it's not a good time. So anyway, we brought, so it was himself and his interpreter and two other friends from Open Doors, and we brought them into my living room, and he had plate steel all down his leg. And I thought, honestly, I thought, I'm going to pray for this man. The, the, the steel will dissolve, and I won't have to plant a church. I know, I know. I have to be honest, it's painful now that we're doing it and loving it, but honestly, I just really didn't have the faith at the time. And... So it brought him in, and I prayed my best prayer. I prayed so many times. I was down at his feet praying for it, and he felt sensation. And I thought, oh, my goodness, and we we're praying our best prayers. And then he stopped me, and he turned to the, his interpreter, and she said, he has a word for you. And you know when you're sitting there going, oh, no. <laughs> this is going to be God. I know it's going to be his voice. And she, she said, he says, tell her if she will obey, she'll see the supernatural. Wow, that's powerful. And that really, the presence of God yeah. flooded my heart. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, what are you trying to do? Alison, this big hard thing I'm asking you to do. And yeah. this man has been tortured for his faith. Wow. Like, what are you, what's, what are you afraid of? I just gave, I just like gave my yes. Yeah. And God has been faithful. He has. And so you, you have seen the supernatural. We you? have seen. We continue to yeah. see. And we long for more of the supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us, tell us some of those stories because I think there is, there is a, there is, um, yeah. there's a cost. There is. But there's a win, isn't there? Oh, You've big seen win. the extension of the kingdom of God in that community, in that place, as a result yes. of your obedience. Yeah. Tell, tell us some of the, the stories of the supernatural. Well, the first miracle is that, that the people that he gathered yeah. to us and the, the, the people for the mission that he had been talking to us about, those people came, people that we wouldn't have had the confidence or faith even to invite. And so the people are the first miracle. We, we can't believe the community we yeah. have at home. Um, but the miracles that we've seen, we've seen healings like regularly, like ridiculous things. Um, and just those moments of inconvenience where the cost is, will I step out of 
respectability and maybe not and being the biggest cynic in the room, you and I would get on famously. Um, you know, and will I step out of my own head into the kingdom of heaven, which is all around? And I, uh, the airport a couple of weeks ago, um, I had just, we had just come from church. We were heading off on a little trip for our anniversary. And I had just spoken about Paul's letter to Timothy about, you know, being in season and out of season, just being available for God at mm. all times. And there was a man in front of me, you know, the way you slalom along and heading to security, and he was really trailing his left leg. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, are we in season? Are we out of season? <laughs> so, oh, no, here we go. And um, so I tapped him on the shoulder. And, and I think that's, that yeah. just, Project, that's an important moment. The, mm-hmm. oh, no, here we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think sometimes people think it's like you get the Holy Spirit professionals or the, the you know, they? the experts. And it's like, actually, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've met them, but it's not every Every time it's... It's hot in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. This, yeah. If I fall flat on my face, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. A million percent, because yeah. he, and he looked nothing like me. And I'm uh, everything in your head is going. Oh, well, you know. And when I tapped him in the shoulder, he said, oh, "I'm sorry. Am I holding you back? Oh, you know." <laughs> <laughs> so it was that moment of, "What are you going to do? Yeah. This is an opportunity, and what are you going to do?" But we have seen God move now, so we want to take up those opportunities because we know what we would miss if we don't. Mm. And so I didn't want to get on a plane and have made that moment all about me going away for a little break and keeping life nice and tidy. I, I thought, right, we have to be okay with rejection. We have to be okay with fear of man. Yeah. We have to set all those things down and go, what, what if God might heal this man? So powerful. We know what we'd miss if we don't. Yes. We've seen something of Jesus that we cannot give away yeah. because that person could miss out on yes. it. But stepping into a place of faith and the void yeah. is the unknown. That's where we have to constantly put ourselves. But it is uncomfortable, isn't it? It's very uncomfortable yeah. and the voices of fear and doubt and what if I get it wrong all of that will flood into your mind and it's just going it's just trying to get out of your own head yeah. and going what am I called to do here I carry the kingdom of heaven yeah. and something's going to shift and that's on him it's yeah. not on me what happens he may be healed physically he may be restored in other ways yeah. but something's going to be released yeah 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 absolutely and, and so yeah so yeah, I prayed for him. Um, I really didn't know if he would even accept it, you yeah. know. Um, but he did. And he told me the most wonderful story. And his pain, well, first of all, <laughs> when I prayed for healing, I, I don't do biology and all of that. So I, I, I said, what's wrong? It was a clot in his leg. Uh, it was quite dangerous. So I said, Lord, would you move that clot? And he grabbed me by the arm and said, don't pray that. It could kill me. <laughs> oh, no. I said, I'm so sorry, please advise me. He was a surgeon. (laughs) So I said to him, well, what should I pray? And he said, just pray for it to be dissolved. And I thought, well, I love your faith. Okay, let's try that. So I prayed for it to be dissolved and I spoke to the pain to be gone. And it went down from a 10 to a 4. And I said, let's just pray again. So we prayed again and later on it had gone down to a 3. But what was so fascinating was we got to talk about Jesus the whole way round that. And, you know, and it was just phenomenal to share. And he was excited. It totally messed with his head. He said, "What? who are the vineyard? Who are these people that offer to pray for people in airports? 
wine cellar. No, yeah. I, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and gave me his business card and he said, I want you to email me that we took a selfie together. If you'd seen us, it was a fear of man was right out the window. But whenever the breakthrough came and whenever we had prayed together, everybody was watching in a way that I'd love to be part of this. What's happening? There's yeah. an attractiveness yeah, to there it. Is. And, and at that point, you're like, form an orderly queue. Faith's right up now. <laughs> Send right. me anyway. I'll pray for anybody. That's right. But yeah. the moments before that didn't yeah. look like that. But faith does stir faith. I love the yeah. fact, uh, something in you guys that I've often seen is you, you find faith as well, don't you? So even that guy saying um, it, needs, it needs to be dissolved, you just said, yes. I saw his faith. I yeah. loved his faith. Yeah. And I think that's important. You're, you're seeking out faith in the other person, aren't you? And you're stepping yes. into that moment. Yeah. But uh, yeah. tell us a little bit about you probably got multiple stories of stuff like that because that's how you guys live. But what's the? how are you cultivating that environment of the Holy Spirit in that local community? And what, how have you grabbed it yourself? I guess partly mm. the, just the, the environment of Causeway Coast has been highly influential yeah. on that. Well, it's all from the Holy Spirit. Mm. You've got to spend time with him because yeah. these are his kids that we're praying for and it deeply matters to mm. him. Yeah. And so you stay close to him and you stay close to his voice and you're not going to miss those opportunities because mm. he's your best friend yeah. and he's the only reason you're living and breathing. And so you stay close to him mm. and then you model it because we're not going to lead someone somewhere where we haven't gone ourselves. Yeah. We're not going to say, hey, you go and do it, take all the risk and we'll sit in our living rooms and sip tea or whatever we do in Ireland. But, you know, so we model it. We yeah. totally model Even whenever um, our coffee shop was being built, we were praying for, there was a guy came to, was he laying the cement or something? I can't remember. And I totally went for it. I had a captive audience. He was, I told, sat down in the chair and did the classic, okay, let's see. That he, got, he had terrible back pain and knee pain and prayed for, you know, the, the pain to go, sat down at his feet and asked, commanded the muscle to be released. Yeah. And, you know, so, it, 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 yeah, I haven't always got it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't always stepped into the opportunities, but yes, um, in our, in our own community, they want the stories. Yeah. When I came to Vineyard, I thought it's not okay that I can read books about other people's stories and never live my own. Mm -hmm. um, it's living that adventure of the Holy Spirit actually doing everything that in that book he says he is. Yeah. And just taking them by the hand and saying, you know, I'll just be, I'll just take that risk. Yeah. And, and that's exactly it. We've got to live out our own God stories, haven't we? We can't exactly. live on a previous no. generation or no. a previous Fresh time. Bread. Or the, the, the signs of a movement, all of that. You've got to press in for your own God stories, haven't you? Yep, yeah, a million percent. Tell me about, there's a couple of things I, I love you guys are doing. I'm like, oh, we're going to steal that. That's a great idea. <laughs> uh, just tell us about the bench, first of all. That is just a genius <laughs> idea. God is a genius, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not that clever. <laughs> you know this. Um, so... We were trying to think, how do you do this big, difficult thing, sharing your faith yeah. in a, a city? You know, how do we make it something that everybody can do, not just the super saints, not just a certain, you know, age group? What if children could share their faith? Yeah. And we're just, you know, so we were just really, and we didn't want to make it about those one or two people that are good at it and all of that. So just praying, seeking the Lord on it, and he gave me the picture of the bench. Everything we do is very much coming out of the ethos of family because that's what we knew. We thought, okay, planting a church is really scary. Planting a family that's just a bit bigger than our own, we can do that. So that's what we've done. In my head, we've just planted a family bigger. So hmm. he's speaking to us about furniture. It's really funny. <laughs> um, so he gave me a picture of a bench. And he said, well, 
what if, as a church community, you could just encourage one another, sit down, find a bench. Sit down, it could be in a, a playground if you're a child, young person, university. It could be in a, a park. It could be in a shopping centre. Sit down, take a cup of coffee and just wait. Because that is a, another value yeah. of the vineyard. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it takes all the pressure and the hype and the you know, sophistication. Out of it and the, so sit down on a bench and pray. And ask God to send you someone that he wants you to begin to share the love of Jesus with. Just in a really natural, simple way. Don't need any sophistication about the language you use or any models. Just sit and speak to people. So the bench. So we have released that only about two, three weeks ago. And so they're beginning to do it, which is awesome. Not loads of them, not the entire church family. It takes time. But um, we have one lady in our community who um, has had a very traumatic past, but she understands the value of community because Mm. she's been very lonely and she needs people and she needs strong people around her. She goes every day to your bench and she'll sit there and she'll wait. She's prayed for people from Cork. She has, you know, just been able to... And she's finding herself in it as she goes. So it's just been beautiful. I love it because I guess part of the thinking is that unhurried space is a beautiful thing. So if nobody sits on that bench, you're spending an hour committed and dedicated talking to Jesus. If someone joins you, you you can have a a wonderful conversation. But also what is really interesting is, (laughs) the Lord is so amazing, the local council have just bought what they're calling chatty benches, painted them bright yellow and dedicated them around different areas of the city. So there are two or three times, and there's these bright yellow benches called chatty benches. But we have one really funny story of one lady who's in our community who would be shy about doing things like that and quite uptight. She's a social worker, and she'd be like, oh, my goodness. And she was sitting on her bench, and she's like, oh, Jesus, you know. What if nobody comes? What if I say the wrong thing? I'm sat here because of Alison Reed. Oh, my goodness. And she's sitting on her bench going, oh, over th- like, obviously it was all over her face. And some woman from the town went, are you okay? Can I come and sit with you for a while? <laughs> and so that was hilarious to me. But the conversation still happened anyway. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, another lady, she looks for people who are already on a bench and that just look lonely and a bit wow. kind of on yeah. the sideline. And so they're finding benches and it's just so exciting, you know. It's great. I he love has it. the best oh, we've plans. Got to do God that. has the best plans. Uh, tell us about the table as well. The table. Well, in Ireland, we love to eat. Yeah. So do, do we. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's another you come story. to Ireland, we'll yeah. feed you. <laughs> so, yes, the table. So, that idea was how do we, because it can be so difficult and a bit weird sometimes to invite people to church. They've got all these sort of fun ideas. What's church and what do they want from me and how will I fit in? And, but people love to eat. So, <laughs> so, we had this idea what if, and it's just based on, you know, the table that. Um, Paul talked about in Galatians, you know, where just Jews, Gentiles, everybody sits down at the one big long table. And um, we thought, well, we could do that. We could just take, I think we'll probably start it in September. We haven't started this yet. Um, But we've identified a couple in our community who just feed people really well, you know, and they just lay it all out like a banquet. And I had this dream about them actually just last night, about this big long table, you know, with tiered cake stands and just, they they really love all that. That's so sweet. So we're just going to do a table. But the idea is that... um, from church, we, we would invite our church community to invite that person at work that doesn't know Jesus or would find it hard to um, 
just connect in with church. Even a small group would be too much. Yeah. But just come to a meal and we'll sit and we'll take time. Mm. It's an unhurried thing. Let's eat together. Let's share together. And that's it. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely that's love all it. there is it's, to it. It's simple ways of building relationship mm -hmm. and finding environments where you can allow the Holy Spirit to, to move among you, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I think that's the, the... I guess if there was one thing I could try and grab from you guys today it's it's your sensitivity to the holy spirit uh even when i pick you guys up from the airport you get into the car and you said i i've got a sense about this and i was like that is bang on can you just i guess we're always trying to create environments where we teach people to respond and listen to the holy spirit i the the danger is it ever becomes about a person doesn't it? it's like oh someone at the front does this mm -hmm. i can't do it they do it like even that thing that Steve was sharing, I, I think I'm learning to listen to the Holy Spirit. And for me, it, it, is a, it can be a physical thing. I felt a physical pain that was strange that I wouldn't normally feel that you share. And then sometimes you fall flat on your face and that's okay. Sometimes the Lord does a remarkable thing. What, what's it look like for you guys? And, and how, do you, how do you kind of birth that among the community? Sorry, that's a tricky question. No, I'm joking. Um, I just keep coming back to the same thing. Just stay so close to him. Mm. Because he, you don't have to invite the Holy Spirit into that city of yours. He's, he's everywhere. Mm. You know, and the people who look most resistant are usually the ones who are seeking him most. They're just looking in the wrong places. Yeah. And be confident in the love that you carry because love covers so much. And... Um, I think you just have to, for me, um, there's not one person you'll look at today that Jesus doesn't love and isn't pursuing. Mm. None, none of them, even the most resistant, and just get your confidence up. Mm. Get your God confidence up. Um, and it's not just being in, aware of him in season, out of season, all the time. I don't know about you guys, but for me, the Holy Spirit speaks at the most inopportune times. It just seems ridiculous to me, you know, in, in church, yes, he speak, but, but much more outside of it. Mm. Um, and I think it's just really that, that atmosphere of risk is very important. Where, I mean, we sang about it this morning about laying down our idols, mm. laying down the need even to get it right, the need to see that person healed. It's, it's not about us. It's so not about us. Mm. It's about what he's doing for the children that belong to him that he loves and we just yeah, get to be right. that channel. Right. So we have to stay so close and just, yeah. and, and you do have to risk and you won't always get it right. But, but if you offer to pray for someone, they will always be blessed in some way. And yeah. you might not always hear it at the time. I remember praying for somebody in America once and nothing happened, yeah. absolutely nothing. And yeah. I prayed, I prayed and prayed. And I came home and two weeks later, I got a letter from California to say she was completely healed by the time she'd got home. Wow. wow. You know, and, and things like that teach you not to bring, make it all about you and get inside your own head and think, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. what if. Just go anyway. Yeah. Um, the disciples just went anyway yeah, and had a go. Because yeah, yeah. they were confident. Yeah. And some of it is, I think I'm learning more and more, you've, got to, you've almost got to up the risk so that it is definitely the Lord. Get it off yes. yourself. Like, be more specific. Take a a greater step into the thing that couldn't possibly be a human interaction. It can only be the Lord. Absolutely. Um, if if uh, I want to make loads of space just to see what the Lord wants to do, but um, is, is, there, 
Is there anything else you'd want to share or say that I haven't asked you? Uh, any reflections you had over this church or community that might not be able to put you on the spot with that? No, I just, I just had the word adventure for you guys. Mm. You're so ready for adventure. And the city is so bored with everything that they've made with their own man-made structures. Even the most intelligent person on the planet. They're just, there's nothing like knowing Jesus and walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. They'll never encounter it. From their, based on their own intelligence alone. You carry something that is exactly what they want to see. You all do. If you're filled with the Spirit, just release it. God can do things beyond what we can ask or imagine. It doesn't matter how clever that person is or how many theology degrees they have done or any of that stuff. They want to know Jesus is alive and he's moving. And So just don't be afraid of that. That's I just... We have to lose fear. I still... Yeah, same. You know, you have to lose fear of man. So you're standing in a in the, that shuttle bus coming here to Manchester and there were three young people and just covered in, like... You just... You know the tattoos are quite yeah. dark and stuff. Yeah. And I'm just praying, God, you know, get them, get those young people. <laughs> They're looking. And she's going to be amazing. She's going to be tenacious in her faith when she comes to faith, you know. And there's a guy in the train station... And the no, where were we? In France, and we were standing beside him, and he looked dark. So I just started singing, <laughs> not very well. I don't want a singer. I'm not like you guys. Just quietly under my breath, and he started twitching like this here. And I thought, oh my goodness. Yeah. Now I'd love to say I offered to pray for him, and he was delivering. I didn't. I really didn't. He looked really scary. Um, <laughs> so that was one that was something you just pass on to the next train. But um, no, but. It's, God is everywhere. God is in the atmosphere yeah. everywhere. Don't be pushed back by it. Press in. Yeah. That's a good sign. You've seen it. Go do something about it. You're up. Yeah. It's your move. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, should, should we do just that? I think there's a... Um, the thing I was thinking about is that there's an, there's an overflow sometimes, isn't there? When you spend time with people, there can be an overflow of what the Lord is doing in them that you can step into. And I think there is something of that. This morning, particularly, um, encounters with the Spirit and, and an empowerment mm. to relevantly share the gospel and see people surrender their lives to Jesus. And that was the thing I was thinking. You may have many more, but I wonder if we just have a moment just to... Rest on the on the spirit. Is that right? Absolutely, guys. Why yeah. don't we? Well, firstly, should we just thank you and Alison for being here? It's a well, oh, wonderful. You're a, it's a joy. But why don't why don't we stand? We we'll just see what the Lord wants to do among us. Hmm. Let's just open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Make some space. You might want to. Yeah, if you if you're new in the room, I, I guess I would say assume the posture I should probably just close your eyes you might want to hold your hands out we just want to want to surrender ourselves to him again so Lord come we welcome you just a, a really intentional moment so much of what we do is is giving. When we worship, we're giving to the Lord. When we're praying, we're giving to the Lord. This is a receiving moment. Yes. Not that we're not having to do anything. We're just receiving from the Lord. So, Lord, come.
I just want to stir our faith this morning. Our God is a miracle working God. Some of you guys need miracles physically, emotionally, circumstantially, in your marriages, in your workplaces. Father, release your spirit upon us. speak the joy of the Lord deep within your heart. I just really sense there's been some disappointment in the area of relationships just in the room. I just want to release the love of God into that. He has not forgotten you. God has not let you down. Father, would you draw close? Draw close. I break the bondage that it is to sit with disappointment and repeated narratives in your minds. Let the love of God be released in this room, Father. Break their hearts for what breaks yours. Thank you that they're a sacrificial community who give well. You're generous and loving and kind. There's a lady down the back there wearing red and you're a joy carrier and you're a blessing in this community. Mm. And you sit at the back. I just bless you to be fully you. Mm. Sometimes we try to keep things um, more acceptable in a way that we think others will receive us. But I bless you to be fully alive in Christ and let your joy be known. You're generous hearted. Some of you are praying. There's somebody here. I feel like it's a girl. You've been praying for a baby. You've been praying for a family. Mm. You've been crying out to God. And you've been watching the other mums. And you've been tender-hearted about it. And you've said, oh, Lord. Honestly, why them and not me? And I just, I just pray the Spirit of God, even right now, would open up your physical body to be able to birth that baby that is so longed for. And I want to speak hope into your heart right now in Jesus' name. Just do it miraculously. We have seen that in our small group. We have seen it three times in our church where a baby was born when the doctor said it was not biologically possible. And one of those families is with us. The little girl's called Ruth. She's beautiful. So I speak that into your into your body physically right now in the name of Jesus come mm. just open up and there are things you had to be birthed in this room I just think that's it's like you're in a pregnancy moment mm. and it's yet to be birthed but I just at that last bit can feel really hard and heavy to carry I just want to speak hope <laughs> mm. yeah. there are amazing things going to be birthed for you personally but for this city this house is going to do real kingdom adventures in this city mm. beyond what you've even thought. Mm. <laughs> Way beyond yourself. So get ready for the adventure. Holy Spirit, come. Yes, God. Just come and yes, fire God. them up for yes, more, Lord. God. They need more hope. <laughs> I just yes, release God. fire into them right now in the yes, name of God. Jesus. 
burn away the chaff and raise up those leaders. They've heard the cries of the city and they're ready to go. I release them now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Don't, don't worry about what happens to anyone else. I mean, no. That's oh, just, you may not have seen it like that before. That's just a releasing of a desire for evangelism. It's an anointing for it. Sometimes he quickens our our feet. It brings almost a restless agitation on us. I think there is a stone of faith in this room today. There's, I think some of you, the word I add is eroded. And I think the Lord is just going to redeposit faith where it's been eroded. Some of you become tired, tired of stepping out again, tired of church, tired of... Stepping into the fullness of what the Lord has. I think there's somebody here, as Alison was saying about the baby thing, I have a very strong pain in the uh, right side of my stomach, just the other side of the, the belly button. I think somebody's, I don't know what organ or whatever it is would be behind there, but I think somebody may have a problem. I think it's something on the left side of the the neck. Somebody's been um, in, in quite significant pain and the inside of the, um, of your, I said the inside, I, I should have studied biology. Uh, left left ankle on the inside. I think somebody's got a significant pain there. I don't know if it's clicking or not functioning as it as it should. I think there's uh, there's going to be a few waves yes. of what the Lord does this morning. But some of you, if if you want to respond to what's been said or just otherwise, I think there's a there's an impartation of faith and an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Why don't you just come forward to the sides, just so some other people know who you are and they can respond. Just while people are stood, it's easier to to get out and move around. But I wouldn't, I don't, yeah, don't miss what I think the Lord is doing this morning. There's a there's a significant moment. More Lord. Bless them, Lord. Bless them. Some of you, I think right now you're feeling a very rapid uh, shift in your eyes. It's like a quick blinking or uh, a movement around the eyes or like it's just fluttering. It's, it's the Lord just releases sometimes vision. And I think it's linked to that. It's, uh, it gives you an eyesight for beyond your own, uh, your own setting. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. And a few guys, if you if you want to pray, if you're in a small group, come and join some of these guys. Stand alongside them. It's quite a few people. The Lord's just moving them eyes. Come, Spirit of God. If you, yeah, if you can't quite see, there's probably quite a few men and women waiting to be prayed for. We just always ask that there's somebody of the, the same sex joining with people. God, release it, God, release it. It's really think in the whole area of adventure, it's like there's a, there's a step that you need to take to become that one, that person. And you've never told Andy you want to take that adventure because you know the cost. And we're not hiding that. But if you want 
a greater life adventure with Jesus than what you've known to this day. I'm, I'm going to be bold and ask you just to raise your hand, not for our purposes or for mine, but just let Jesus know that that is what you want, a greater adventure with him, yeah. a childlike wonder adventure with him where you get to see his kingdom. Come, Holy Spirit. Set, be brave. Be brave, be bold, be courageous. That's what you were born for. It's not prideful. It's costly. It's so costly, but it's so wonderful. And he will never fail you. And when you hit rock bottom, Jesus is a rock at the bottom. You want that adventure. You were born for that adventure. And I want to speak to your confidence right now that it would rise up in Jesus' name. Yes confidence over this incredible community who knows so well how to love their city but I want to speak Jesus is not afraid of you failing <laughs> he, he's not afraid of your humanity he identifies with it just come Holy Spirit build their confidence and I was just drawn to looking at the chairs at the back with all the seats up and that's a community that have already left <laughs> you've already gone <laughs> Come, Holy Spirit. Isaac. Bless him. Bless him, God. Just, uh, just quite a number of you responded to that. I think some of you actually, I think some of you have just responded for the first time to Jesus. I just want to encourage you to pray a prayer in your heart of surrender to Him. Seek His forgiveness. Ask Him that He'd fill you. Tell somebody you just made that yes. decision. I, I, for some of you, it's not it's not an age thing. What uh, don't discount yourself because of your age. Actually, some of you, you mm. Moses didn't really get going till he's quite a lot older. Yeah. It's like this is the Lord is calling you into something significant. Yes. Alison, would you just pray? As quite a few people responded to that, I just think that needs almost a commissioning prayer okay. for that adventure. Raise your hands up high. Don't hold back. Right up in the air. Never apologize for loving Jesus with your whole life right up high if you want that adventure with Jesus. Now, Holy Spirit, come. I commission them in the name of Jesus to go out. Be salt, be light in a city where it's darkest to go, to spread the love of Jesus, to go in power. God, release your power. Come, Holy Spirit. <laughs> come and release your power in Jesus' name. I commission them. I commission them. There's a whole community in Ireland praying for this church this morning yeah, that you would join us to be the burning come ones. On. He would go into the darkest places with the Spirit of God within us and we will not push back. <laughs> we will advance in Jesus' name. So release adventure to them. <laughs> I release stories way beyond. Let our ceiling be your floor, Manchester. Go and bring back hordes of stories of the only God things Oh, Lord, send more, send more, <laughs> send more. Give him your yes. Out of season, in season, give him your yes. Stay close. I realize for, for some of you in the room, this could be a confusing moment. I guess what you don't always see is what goes into somebody. You just see the moment sometimes where it's coming out of them. Some of the pain, the hurt, the the the, 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 the oppression. Johnny to those two guys. 
just let the Lord do what he's doing he's just doing something significant thanks for listening to find out more head to manchestervineyard.org or follow the link in the podcast description